Hello and welcome back to the CDI podcast. This is episode 27 of the podcast. I can't believe we recorded that many episodes. And um, I'm Shelly Fiegel, the director of the Center for Community and Economic Development at the University of Central Arkansas. And I will be your host today. And now I'd like to take a second to introduce our guest, uh, Melita Hine, who is the Main Street Coordinator for the City of Longview, Texas. And I also have to add that she is a CDI graduate, so Community Development Institute podcast. Obviously, we want to get our Community Development Institute graduates connected to the podcast. And uh, we quote, unquote, stole her, kind of, from our sister site at CDI Texas for her year three um, which is so your graduating year of CDI. So I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. This is awesome. Yeah, we were just talking about how you're a big podcast listener. And so you're super excited to be on this podcast. And while uh, this might be the the kind of foundation for future podcasts you go on and uh, to be on. Uh, we definitely love that we're the first podcast that you've ever been on. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're excited too. This is uh, such a great exercise to learn more about our network, um, a part of CDI. And so we're going to go through a few questions, um, kind of talking about you know, how you ended up where you are today, uh, working for Main Street. So have you always wanted to work in community and economic development or for Main Street? How did you end up where you are today? Well, I think it was probably by accident, um, really. Um, yeah, I've been in main, been involved in Main Street for 10 years, um, formal, formally as a, you know, as an a executive director of a Main Street organization or as a Main Street um, manager or coordinator for a city. But prior to that, I was a volunteer. So I worked um, with some of our activities that we had in my downtown at the time, and um, I did enjoy that. Um, you know, I love the, the volunteerism aspect of it and the community development side of things in terms of not so much a former, formal community development effort, but you meet friends, you network, you, you know, you, you make your own little community from what you're doing as a volunteer. And so from, from there, the opportunity came about for me to be um, the executive director for um, my um, hometown's uh, Main Street program. So that's kind of how um, I got into it. And I was there for four years and um, actually kind of wanted to stay in it as a profession, so to speak, or at least get more involved in municipal government. Um, and the way things were set up in Illinois, where I'm from, um, you know, Main Street was a not-for-profit organization. So the, the benefits were, weren't very good. Um, the money wasn't very good. And the, you know, the, the, just the overall, um, you know, career advancement opportunities weren't that great either. So I started to seek out um, states that had a more um, formalized approach to Main Street, you know, making it a municipal position, um, you know, kind of having something that would, you know, eventually maybe lead to some other career opportunities for me. Um, and so I ended up in Texas um, six years ago. So um, here I am. I love that story. I love that journey. Um, and I knew you were from Illinois and I was very curious to <laughs> hear how the connection between Illinois and Texas was made, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you thought about that very strategically. And um, I think you kind of reinforced the idea that many people fall into this profession, um, either just 
finding a job um, because they're passionate about their community and wanting to take that position and then falling in love with the, with the, with the field um, or being even a volunteer like your story mm-hmm. and falling in love that way and making a career um, out of community and economic development. So thank you for sharing that. And so now I'm going to move on to my next question, kind of the nuts and bolts of things of why you believe supporting downtown is important. That's a really big question. And I'm going to let you answer it the best you, the best you can. (laughs) Well, and there's a lot, there's a lot of different, different ways to approach that question. You know, a lot of people consider their downtowns, the heart of their community. You know, it's usually the oldest part of the town. It's where your community origin story usually begins. Um, So, you know, that's basically the, for a lot of places, the almost a living, 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 breathing, um, evolving museum, so to speak. You know, you can see the passage of time and how it's impacted your community and how the buildings change, how the space has changed. So, but the, uh, but the spirit of what that place means always remains constant. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I think downtowns are important is, is it's that pl- it's that most authentic place within your community. Um, the other thing, um, and I'm going to borrow a tagline from the Texas Downtown Association, is downtown is a mirror of your community. It's a mirror of who you, it's a reflection of who, who you are and who you want to be. And, you know, when you look in the mirror, you want to present the best possible um, image. And so, you know that's as you take a approach to your development of your downtown um, and you look in the mirror of your downtown and you take a couple steps back you know what is the image that you're projecting you've got weeds coming out of the sidewalk if you've got broken windows if you've got got a lot of vacancies um, you know that's not the best the best image but images can always be changed and so it, um, you know you may have a really good um, stock to work with um, you just need to put in some elbow grease and some time and make it work um, you know I, mean, I think that's why downtowns are important because they're you know that they're that they're that place that makes a community what it is it's where it started so um, you know, it's a great place for entrepreneurship um, to build community, you know, in terms of friendships and and connections and that sort of thing. I mean, there's so many great things that come out of downtowns. I mean, I, you know, my mom worked in downtown when I was growing up and all the birthday presents that I bought for any of my friends came from stores in downtown. And I look back at that downtown um, from many, many years ago, and many of those businesses are still still thriving and and alive in that downtown you know and it really it comes down to community um community it's a place where you know we we all identify we're all welcome um so you know I just think it's a really important place physically um but also you know emotionally and um you know spiritually so to speak to connect with one another well, I loved uh, the line that you had about the, our downtowns being the museum of our community, a living museum. Um, mm-hmm. I've never heard downtown described that way. And I've, I think that's really impactful um, and so true. So very true. 
Um, and I just love that. I'm going to, if you haven't copyrighted it, I'm going to steal that. No, I haven't. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so free, I'm free to steal it or, or reuse it. I'll say. Yeah. Um, and so in talking about downtown, so we're going to focus specifically now on the city of Longview, which I said, where you're the main street coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share some maybe cool projects or big events or unique businesses, places to eat that you have in Longview that might entice us to visit? Sure. Well, let me just kind of phrase where, um, like set the stage where Longview is. Um, We're in Northeast Texas, about an hour from Shreveport, um, maybe about an hour or so from Texarkana. So if you live in Arkansas, um, it doesn't take that, that long to get, to get to Longview because Texas is a huge state and there's places that, you know, it takes days to get there from wherever you're at. So if you're in Arkansas, um, it doesn't take that long to get here. Um, but we, we have a lot of really, um, great businesses in our downtown. Um, we have a brewery, um, oil horse brewing company that, you know, uh, we're very proud that downtown is their home. Um, a wonderful coffee shop, Silver Grizzly Espresso, that was recognized by Food Food and Wine magazine and was as one of the best places to get coffee in Texas. And they also roast their own beans. So if you can't quite make it down to Longview um, for a cup of coffee, you can't order their beans online. Um, but we've got some great restaurants, um, three museums um, for a downtown and a community our size to have three museums. Our downtown is pretty... Um, pretty great um, because we're about 80,000 population and we've got an art museum, um, a history museum and a children's museum. Um, And our downtown is very walkable and friendly and we have some great events. Um, Hopefully we'll have events again in 2021. Um, This year we haven't had much, Uh, but if you like wine, um, we have a wine swirl event in June um, where we invite um, several Texas wineries and last year we had 20 um, this year we were set to have way more than that because it was super successful our first year um, and you just um, walk around our downtown and try wine and buy wine and try food and um, we have music and it's a really great time um, and we're also known for another event called downtown live which is a Friday concert series that we have in downtown and that's just grown leaps and bounds um, over the past few years um, in terms of you know people making it their social event of the weekend to kick off the weekend on Friday nights. So it's been really hard this year to not have, um, not have those things. Um, you know, everyone keeps commenting to me like, you know, I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> it's like, well, because we haven't been able to go anywhere. So, um, but we have a lot of great, um, you know, natural beauty around Longview. Um, you know, so, you know, it's a great place to make a weekend um, and have lots of, lots of great things to do. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was getting at is uh, because you're so close to Arkansas, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, it'd be a great day trip to go down to Longview. Um, and I did not know that about your local coffee shop. I think that is so cool. And um, I know many uh, enthusiastic coffee drinkers that I'm going to encourage to head down your way and have a lot of family in the Texarkana area. So uh, selfishly, I was uh, asking that question so I can spread that news <laughs> to, my, okay. to my network okay. down down in Texarkana so they know where, to, where the great places to go and the great things to do are in Longview. And uh, they will be very excited about that wine festival for sure. Yeah. So you've already kind of touched on my next question and we have to ask this question every episode because, Mm -hmm. you know, COVID-19, it's on our minds all the time. It's the reason we started this podcast. 
Um, the pandemic, like you said, has just changed everything. Um, it, and it has definitely affected our main streets uh, mm-hmm. and small businesses heavily. And so I just want to talk to you for a second about how you have pivoted or how the city has pivoted. How's your small businesses have pivoted uh, during the pandemic? Well, I would say, you know, my, my role has pivoted quite a bit. Um, and I've probably been able to pivot into more of a role that I would prefer to have than what I usually do. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of Main Street, uh, Main Street managers, myself included, like we get kind of pigeonholed into this event, um, this event space, and we spend all this time planning all these events. Well, now there's no events. Um, so I have been able to do more like marketing of, of the downtown businesses and coming downtown um, as like you as the consumer, like here are your choices. You know, if you decide to come downtown, this is what you, you know, what you can do and what you can experience. You don't have to always make, I'm going downtown because there's this event happening. We, downtown is happening all the time. Um, there's always a business open. There's always stuff there. Um, but just because we're not having a concert, a festival or whatever, doesn't mean you can't come down here. And I really have been trying to, you know, get people to understand that, you know, events are not, um, the way we need to, you know, revolve everything around an event, like just come down here and make it your own event. I don't have to plan it for you. So I've been able to focus more on like kind of the economic side of things and really building up um, our businesses and, you know, almost building them up like emotionally in some respects um, and telling them, you know, when I think they're doing a good job at something um, because I know they're struggling and they're like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? But, you know, when I saw several of them pivot quite quickly at the beginning to do online sales, to find ways to accommodate, carry out um, curbside, um, you know, using technology, um, you know, I was really, I was really blown away. And, you know, that took, gave me a lot of comfort that, you know, I think everyone's going to fight through this the best they can to survive. Um, and nobody was really giving up. Um, I think I've also been more vocal, um, than I normally would be in terms of, um, talking about like certain policies that are impacting our, our small business community, specifically in Texas, how um, bars and breweries have been um, basically shuttered. Um, they're really the only business category as of right now um, that's closed, um, whereas everything else has been allowed to open back up. And um, I've really been um, kind of a loud mouth about how I don't think that's fair. You know, an advocate, some... you're an advocate. Yes. yes an adv- <laughs> advocate is a nice way to put it, but I have been probably like a little mean about it sometimes, but um, you know, they've, you know, changed some regulations where, you know, if a bar wants to serve food, you know, they can kind of fast track and change their license to have food and beverage so that they can open. But, you know, I don't think that that's really a solution to the problem because if you open a bar and you want to be a bar and that's your business model is to be a bar, like why should you have to change? Um, just so, you know, this, this works. So, I mean, I think that that's been, um, you know, uh, being an advocate, I've gotten to do that a lot more um, than I normally have. And, you know, I think the other thing that I really struggle with, you know, especially going into the holiday season is, you know, if we're still having to socially distance and still having to, you know, follow some of these rules, um, you know, I really 
struggle with how to best do that for, um, you know, the holiday shopping season, because a lot of businesses rely on their holiday open houses and small business Saturday and having a big to do at you know, at those, um, those, those special occasion days um, and having a lot of people in the store. So, you know, I want them to do that and I want people to shop and I want people to support our local economy. But at the same time, like this, you know, this socially distancing stickers on the floor business, um, you know, makes it hard. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking at, um, you know, ways that I can, um, you know, we're do a shop small push for um, the holidays that doesn't necessarily mean on this particular day, everybody go and do all your shopping at once, um, you know, kind of space it out and incentivize um, people's um, support of their local businesses as well. So, um, you know, I kind of, even though my, my job focuses specifically on downtown, I feel that a lot of what I bring to the table is good for any small business in my community. And even if you're not downtown and you call me and you're like, I need some help, I need some support, um, you know, I'll embrace you and bring you into my downtown, which sometimes encompasses the entire city. And that's fine. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm here. So. Well, I love to hear that. And I think that once again, you brought up another very good point of, um, you know, our downtown coordinators, main street coordinators, chambers, you know, whoever's in that role of um, working with our uh, local businesses, um, being an advocate and um, being that kind of resource uh, for those support efforts. Like you said, sometimes just patting somebody on the back goes a long way. Um, but that's just such an important piece to those roles. And it's not always about the events. It's not always about, um, you know, creating a buzz by planning something. Um, it's just cr creating that support system and being there um, for our businesses and encouraging our citizens um, to have that shop small mentality all the time and not just for you know, maybe quote unquote special occasions, like you said, uh, we're right. always, we always need to shop small and we always need to support those around us. Um, so I really love that answer. And we're going to wrap up the conversation uh, like we always do with a question about CDI. Um, so <laughs> as I mentioned, you're a CDI graduate um, and I want to know how CDI affected you personally and professionally. Um, and maybe what is your favorite memory of CDI? And it's okay if it's CDI Texas or CDI Central. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, it, the, you mentioned, you know, I, I did my last year in Arkansas. And the reason, the reason being was um, I had had knee surgery in February before I was supposed to do my my final year at CDI Texas and the campus that we have CDI Texas on like it is not easy to get from the parking lot to the building um, especially if you're on crutches and so I was like yeah this is not happening but I wanted to continue and finish so um, I was able to do the third year in Arkansas and I have to say that probably is my best memory um, because it was so it was so different from CDI Texas um, you know at, at first I was like this is get this is crazy I'm going to summer camp for a week this is not what I expected but I got a lot out of that third that third year um, you know there was just you know a few um, few just key points and I don't remember who said them or what you know what was said but I just remember like you know 
I'm sure they'll come back to me at some point, but they, they were very impactful. And I think that that last, that last year was really impactful. I tell everybody that um, goes through CDI, if you want to do an advanced year, go to Arkansas, because I really like how you guys go out and do, you know, do an actual community development project. I think that's, um, you know, that hands-on experience. I think that's really important. And you can see what you're, you know, down the road, like what you did um, for that community. So I think that's really cool. And I hope that I get to do a year, an advanced year with y'all at some point, because um, I think that would be a very rewarding experience. Um, but, you know, I was proud of myself for passing the test um, my first time. Um, so um, I don't have to take that again. Which I'm, glad, I'm glad for that. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, the people that I've met um, has been, you know, a really rewarding part of CDI. Um, and, you know, I just think it, it has helped me kind of be a be better at it's not about solving the problems it's about listening and i think that's what you know i remember when we were going over the review for the exam um you know we were told it's you don't solve you remember you're not about you're not here to solve the problem you're here to facilitate everyone else solving it and i think that's helped me um in how i work with volunteers or boards or other people that are coming to me with a problem but really i want to be the one that have, helps empower them to figure out how the best way to do it is um, and i think that's probably the the greatest thing i took away from um, cdi and you know i i tell everybody that doing cdi is a great a great experience and if you want to have a really fun week do it in Arkansas. <laughs> so. Well I love I love to hear that and uh, of course we want you to come back for the advanced year um, maybe yeah whenever COVID's over with the advanced year experience might be a little more fun like you said um, and I'm glad you mentioned PCED I should have when I introduced you said that you're also PCED certified so that's our professional community and economic developer certification um, and it is uh, a very difficult test uh, sometimes. <laughs> so uh, that is not a small feat uh, to have that certification next to your name. Um, and I just, I did not pay you for those words of endorsement, as I always say, yeah. but I, I should have because uh, what you shared was so, um, so beneficial and valuable to our program. Um, we really appreciate that. And um, I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, I know that everything you're doing at Main Street in Longview, especially during this time, uh, probably has just enveloped both professionally and personally, and it never kind of stops. We never, we're, we never get out of that pandemic cycle. Um, so I know taking time out of your very busy schedule is a lot to ask. And I just want to say I appreciate you talking with me and sharing some of those insights. You're very welcome. Thank you for, for asking me. It was a real pleasure. And um, hopefully I'll get to head back to Conway um, again in the future. So, well, we'd love to have you back, especially whenever we can all hug each other and see each other's yes, faces exactly. without our mask on. Um, <laughs> Okay, so on upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast. And that was it. Awesome. Super well, easy. So much. That was great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I was, <laughs> I, was I really wanted to mention um, your... Uh, 
political advocacy, but <laughs> but uh, I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted me to or not. But I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. But that is, I mean, that is so important. I think a lot of people in community economic development positions oftentimes are afraid to take a stance, um, even though they know it's the right thing to do for their businesses. And um, I went to a workshop like a year and a half ago that our state chamber did. And they talked about, you know, the, the number one goal of community economic developers, they were kind of coming from the chamber side more so is to advocate for small businesses. And if you're not advocating for your small businesses and what is going to, you know, help them, even if it's not popular with your elected officials, then you're not really doing your job. So, right. And if they're not, if they're not doing, if they're not doing their jobs, they need to know. Yes. You know, because they're going to call me and tell me if I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if they're not doing their job, you know, I think they need to know, too. And I agree that, you know, a lot of times city city people, you know, we're, we're so our people that we're 